to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm Roma Press Editor John Solano. I hope you are all doing well. Um, as you would expect, this episode, bulk of it, almost 99% of it, is about Terossi, the announcement, Roma's handling of it, Palotta, Baldini, all that good stuff. Uh, before I bring Andy on though, have to acknowledge our two newest patrons over at patreon if you would like to become a patron support the podcast get early access to episodes you can go to patreon.com slash roma press or go to the support page at the top of romapress.net again without you guys none of this is possible i talked about this in the last episode um with the website and the podcast i'm not even 10 percent of where i think i want everything to be i i have such a bigger vision for the podcast the website doing way more content um, and getting there is not possible without your help. So thank you so much to all of our wonderful patrons at Patreon. I also have to thank our newest patron, Antonio, who you can find on Twitter at A-M-O-R underscore Roma. So that's Amor underscore Roma. And then you can also find him on Instagram at A.J.Mems. So that's A.J.M.E.M.Z. And another thanks to Emilio Escobedo, who you can find on Twitter at E-M-A-L-E-S-C-O. So again, that's at E-M-A-L-E-S-C-O. So thank you both so, so much. And again, without all of you, none of this is possible. So let me bring Andy on now where we have a pretty intense and deep dive not only at Terossi but also the club um the way they went about this decision which I still am puzzled by Baldini the club's hierarchy a lot of good stuff so let me bring Andy on now all right Andy we're back I didn't think we would be back so soon but here we are Roma announced yesterday Daniele Terossi will be leaving the team the club, his boyhood club, at the end of the season upon the expiration of his contract. You tweeted something out that I wholeheartedly agreed with. Um, now, it was in Italian, so I don't know how much traction it picked up. But it's not even this decision that they made because I would even right. agree that it, it, you, you could make the argument one way or the other. I don't want to debate that it is or it isn't the right decision. But it's the manner in which they decided it. It's not the decision itself. It's how they went about right. it, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad you, you share my, my same thought. And, you know, it's um, first of all, I, I need to get this off my chest. I'm, you know, I could see this coming. I could see us going forward without De Rossi after this season. But, man, it, it just, it blows. And um, because... Totti was Totti. Totti was the history of Roma. Totti was this international super talent, this almost legendary uh, sort of figure, uh, not only for the team, but for the whole city. And De Rossi was sort of like a, like a, one of the people, you know, one of, uh, one of the many fans that actually got the chance to play for his boyhood club. And when when we cried he cried and we when we were happy he was happy and sometimes he did stupid things and we got mad at him but it was always you know like that 
brother, the younger brother or older brother uh, who um, after some time you made, made peace with him. And it's um, he was he was, you know, just a, just as much of a legend as, as Totti and a phenomenal player. And, and during that stretch from 2006 till 2009, I think he was easily one of the top midfielders in the world, easily. Um, just he was unbelievable, uh, especially in 2007, 2009 uh, under Spalletti, just a, a phenomenal player that had everything, everything. And and we were lucky to have him. Now, coming back to this decision, as you said, I, I'm i one of the few people who think this is the right decision. Obviously, this is open for a debate. You may not like it. You may like it, whatever. But, man, the way, the way they went about this, the way it all came out, the way they organized this press conference and then sort of let De Rossi tell the press what the situation was really like. The fact that he heard the news the day before, the fact that for an entire year he went without hearing a word from the president or, you know, he was the one of the few, first few people that actually named Baldini um, as an important figure in the management. And it just, it's heartbreaking to see it because then you see all these players watching and listening to him in that press conference and they must be asking themselves, well, if a club legend gets this sort of treatment that, you know, a last minute announcement uh, uh, and a last minute press conference that you're out of the club, then what's the future for us here? What is what can we do here? How will we be, be treated? You know, um, I think it's very worrying. I agree with you on a couple of counts. Um the thing I wanted to bring up, and it has turned into this um, this very huge talking point, and maybe rightly so, because I've talked about it a little bit. We've had Austini on here. He's discussed it a little bit. But to me, this move has the fingerprints of Franco Baldini all over it. And in my opinion, maybe you disagree with this, Um I feel like he's bringing more of a – How do I, I want to word this carefully because I, I don't want to be misunderstood. But I, I do think he's uh, Baldini is bringing a more professional, bigger club mentality. Um, I think in his mind, the way he's thinking about that also, he's thinking, okay, well, he's 36. His legs are going out. He's coming off the worst injury of his career after what happened against Napoli. And I think in his mind, he's telling Palotta, listen, now is the time. Now is the time to let him go. Uh, his contract is expiring. He will leave. Um, it's going to be messy, but I think now is the time to do this. Because we, we have to be honest with ourselves. Um, there is never a right way for these clubs, whether it's Juve, Roma, Milan, right. Inter. I agree. Yep. There is never a right way to do this because regardless of how it's done, um, somebody or a group of people are always going to complain. So there's always going to be disagreement on this. However, I, I think the manner in which they did this, as we've already discussed, was really, really poor. Um, but again, I, I, I think this has Baldini's fingerprints all over it. And I think we've reached the point where Palotta has to come out and address this, this situation with Baldini because... 
to a lot of people, he is sort of the guy behind the curtain pulling a lot of the strings. And his official title, if you even want to call it that, is just an advisor. He's not a member of the club. He doesn't have an official role. He's more or less Palata's friend and telling him how to run things. Um, I don't know if that can carry on because you can't be able to have that much influence yet not have to explain yourself for your decisions. So this is one of those situations where I feel like Palata can't avoid it anymore. He has to come forward and address what is this hierarchy like? Um, was Baldessoni, did he have any influence on this? Did Fienga have any influence in this? I think he just, he, he can't go on like this. And we even saw today, Andy, with the the, the small little protest going outside Trigoria, um, we saw Derossi more or less say, I'll quit if it means that right, much. Right. Uh, we saw Ranieri, we saw Masada say, we're leaving. I mean, to me, this this is more of a a, a, a situation of uh, problems within the club and the hierarchy. The, I mean, this isn't just a, a player is leaving. I feel like this situation reeks of problems at the top. Well, this, I think this, and I also tweeted this out. And, you know, it's this is the one thing that really infuriates. Uh, first of all, any sort of presidency, um, doesn't matter if it was Palotta or somebody else, any sort of presidency that included the, the, the potential farewells of Totti and De Rossi would have caused just as much turmoil um, because there is no way for Roma fans to sort of accept uh, Totti and De Rossi go away. It's, uh, it's impossible because they're that big. Um, so that's that that was you know that's something that palota had to uh, had to go through one way or another the, the 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 way he should have gone about it is hire a professional public relations team some sort of better communication unit i mean i'm studying communication i can go work for him if he's so desperate <laughs> if this is I'll if this is the way I swear to God, if this is the th- the way things are run, because what you're saying is Roma needs to be more transparent about things going on. And I agree because it's it's Baldini doesn't work for Roma. Um, there were also what rumors or wasn't even rumors. I think what, in the fall that he was fired or uh, he quit because what? of the book of Totti, some of the things he said in it. But yes, you're exactly. Right. So you have that episode and suddenly he leaves. Everybody is all, all like sort of surprised, unsure how to feel. And then apparently he's still in charge and still makes important decisions, which is fine because clearly it seems like he's one of the few people in this club who sort of has an idea what football is about. Um, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, the thing I find interesting is in Italian, the word club isn't used to describe Roma. Um, there's almost like you have La Squadra for the team on the pitch, and then you have La Societa for more of the hierarchy and business portion of the club. And there's 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 a clear division, but the interesting thing is that within that division of La Societa, you almost have more divisions within itself 
just this disconnect to me is the most confusing thing. You you touched upon it with Baldini. I just don't know how they can continue with this lack of communication. And during <laughs> during this little showdown today between Dorossi, the fans, um, was it Ranieri who said that this decision yes, was yes. made? Um, Apparently, it was Ranieri who said yeah. that that I cannot stay because the decisions are still made in in, in not here by the by the great haired man. Yes. Um, Meaning probably Baldini because he has great hair and curls. Right, um, right. So, for anyone who doesn't know Baldini, he doesn't live in Rome. He lives in London. He, it, it's weird. He spends half of his time in London. He spends a lot of the time in South Africa as well. I don't know how that came about, but it's something he started doing in recent years after he was fired or sacked from, from Tottenham. And it's just weird because. Again, this guy has so much influence, yet he doesn't have to face the media when something goes wrong. He doesn't have to, again, account for his mistakes. He doesn't have to answer to anybody. He's not even in the city. So it's sort of this very weird, just this very odd setup. I can't think of any other club who does this. It it seems so unprofessional. I agree, and and it's and and then you know it's um, to me the, the even the the weirdest part is that for a while Baldissoni seemed like the guy in charge, right? Mm. And and he was handling things and it's another talking great to, talking point, yeah. Talk, talk, talking to the media, you know, dealing the, with the whole thing with the with the stadium and the authorities when the whole scandal went down and. The, the, the authorities were, were uh, checking the documents if everything was right. And he was there. He was the protagonist. Now he's gone. Now Baldissoni is nowhere to be found. Now it seems like Fienga is, is, is the new guy on the block who, uh, who, who is in charge of sort of dealing with whatever he is told to do. Um, yeah, I mean, don't we remember a few years ago, I mean, uh, Baldissoni was the one who had the ridiculous press conference uh, when Pjanic was leaving. He holds up his phone and shows on the WhatsApp that Pjanic uh, requested a move away. I mean, Jesus, that was funny. Right, right. I mean, he used to be a very central figure. Um, and, and, people, I, and people hated him just as much as they hate Baldini now. Yeah, and it's, it's weird because he wanted to be the CEO after um, – why am I having a brain lapse? And who just left the the CEO Gandini? The um, right, I keep, right. I, the I, kept, I kept thinking of Zanzi. Um, yeah. So no, Gandini please. leaves. Uh, Baldissoni wants to be the new CEO, and then Fienga is named the new CEO. I think Baldissoni, in my from what I've been told, was very upset by that, um, just because he and Palotta are very, 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 very close. He thought he would be the new CEO. He wasn't named the new CEO. Um, so now it's just this very weird situation where you almost have like factions of different directors and it's right. just the most unprofessional thing I've ever seen. I mean, if we compare that to Juve, I, I mean, it's a joke. I, I, I mean, this looks like a, a, right. a, a, a an Italian team of the, the fourth tier. Right, right. And that is also why Roma are not... They are not going to win in the foreseeable future if, if they keep this up because... 
you know, we get a lot of talk about what happens at Juve, and you know, sometimes Agnelli disagrees with Paratici, but the 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 hierarchy is very very clear at Juve, you know, and it's it's three people: it's Agnelli, Paratici, and Nedved. And up until a few months ago, was Marotta. That's it. Here you have. Fienga, you have Baldissoni, you have Baldini with Pallotta, uh, you have Totti. Uh, then what's Totti's role? Now you want to offer a, a director role to Ranieri. Then you want to do, offer a director role to De Rossi. I, I really, I, I cannot see why this team, why a team like Roma, a team that really has trouble. All, all sorts of trouble. Why they also must do this to themselves? Um, because I, 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 I'm certain Palotta doesn't want this. Situ- didn't want this situation to escalate to this point. I mean, you have fans protesting outside the training facility. You have his sisters getting uh, uh, oh, such yeah, bad reviews, bring it up. getting yeah, getting harassed for for in their um, on their Facebook page of their restaurant and having to close that page down because of the harassment from the fans. That's insane and that's terrible. But at the same time, I just don't see how can these people think it's okay to just say, okay, let's organize a, a, an impromptu press conference tomorrow so that Daniele De Rossi can say goodbye to the fans. Boom, that's it. Um there are ways of doing things, and, and and Roma, a club that has not been successful in recent years, cannot afford to shoot themselves in the foot with, with this stuff that is should be basic, and yet it seems like it's fucking amateurs, and and it's it's not professionals. It's um, yeah, it, it's just it leaves you speechless sometimes because you hear about all these great plans coming from Palotta's mouth the expectations of the club, so on and so forth. And then you see shit like this and you're just like, my God, this is a serious club. I mean, come on. And I, I, the thing is, I don't know how you fix it. I mean, this isn't a hire someone, sack somebody. I mean, you just brought up Totti. I mean, initially he was brought in. Remember after he quits as a player, uh, he was bought in to be the, the, the vice to Monchi. Right, okay, the, well, scouting, the scouting, yeah. Yeah, so what does Totti do now? I don't even know. And I I mean, I could text somebody in the club right now and ask, and I don't even know if they would know the answer. Right, and what what is Massara up to? And what was Massara up to a few months ago? And and it's it's uh, this constant – and it, this is why – this is why Ranieri doesn't want to stay here. And this must be just also a, a, a situation that, you know, why if you're a coach like Conte and you, you see all the offers mm. that are on the table, why why should you decide to go here where there is complete and utter chaos? Uh, and, and there is no – how can you even start a project? Because I can understand, you know th- – as you said, it seems like Baldini, who seriously is one, probably one of the few people that sort of has experience with football. You know, guy had experience with Capello, with Tottenham. One can question, the, you know, the outcome of his work there. But at I the mean, same time, we we I mean, remove Capello. Is he even relevant? I mean, seriously, right. Right. And, and uh, but at the same time, I can understand, you know, sort of pushing the old guard out. 
But and and you know because a lot of Roma fans think that success depends from having these homegrown players that have always sort of been in the tradition. But you know, is uh, De Rossi today himself said, and I highlighted this comment, which I thought was uh, brilliant. He said that you know Roma should focus on having a hundred Cristante, meaning yeah. players that mm. players that are ready to give everything on the pitch. It's not important that there are Romans in this club. It's important that there are professionals in this club. And that goes back to your thinking that maybe that's what's, you know, the transition. Uh, sort of get rid of all the old habits, the old traditions. Let's start with a, a new, fresh identity. And I'm all for that. But, man, just be professionals yourselves mm. and, and sort of handle the situation adequately. Now, I won't be surprised if the Parma game will be more about uh, uh, saying fuck you to Palotta than saying goodbye to De Rossi. And yeah, I hate point. it. I, I hate it. I hate it because I, I hate these knuckleheads that, that think in that way because there are ways of thinking about this. And you can be mad at Palotta. You can be mad at these decisions. But you know, protesting or making all the, 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 the stupid things uh, outside or in the stadium or whatever, deciding not to pay for your tickets, whatever. That's not supporting the team that's that's having your own agenda. And But I won't be surprised because the way they handle things, you know, this is the outcome they sort of had to expect. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I mean, you and I, we haven't even discussed um... – that Aussie, the player, or, or even the on-the-pitch uh, implications. I mean, a lot of this goes without saying. Um, I mean, he was a sensational player. I hated when he when he changed roles, so to speak, um, in the early – or I, I won't say the early 2000s, um, like post-2010, when he was no longer a box-to-box midfielder, he played more of the regista role. Right. I feel like his career could have been so much more different had he just stayed in that box-to-box role. He was so good. Um, I feel like people forget the Dodossi that you brought up. That mid-2000s Dodossi was one of the best players in, in, in all of Serie A. Right. I, in all of Europe, really. I mean, he was just uh, such a – such a presence in the midfield and uh, you know to think we had the likes of him Pizarro and Perrotta in the midfield is is just something that you don't see very often and especially you know in this team not even as players but as characters you knew that when they went to play a game they played that game 100% and that's uh, that's the thing that probably we're going to miss the Ross the most is that when he went on the pitch, he played for all of us. Uh, he, he, you know, till the very end, even when his legs went out, even when he ba- barely moved on the pitch, but delivered still world-class passes and, and sort of controlled the tempo of the team. And not for nothing, this team this year performed much better when he was on the pitch. And it's it's just it's it's sad that the, the the sort of farewell of this historical figure is now causing all this ugly, nasty drama that it is so unnecessary, especially when you're a club like Chroma and you must avoid at all costs. Yeah. So I thought just to end it here, I thought yesterday the press conference listen, when I when I was living in Rome from 
There was a very awkward press conference that I'm almost certain is still on YouTube with Renan Yeti where he's just arguing with media members about why he doesn't change formation and they're arguing and arguing. Um, sitting right there, it was very awkward. Yesterday, though, I'm not even there. That was one of the most awkward, uncomfortable press conferences I think I've ever seen. You have the CEO of the club, Fienga, sitting Christ. right there. You have the captain of the club sitting next to him. And you have Dedossi railing on the club, railing, yes. with the CEO sitting right next to him. And I have to say, the words of Fianga, for me, were the most eye-opening. Regardless of anything Dedossi said, everything that Fianga said to me was the most eye-opening and, frankly, the most terrifying. I mean, for him to say, this situation caught us off guard because essentially right. of how shit Roma right. had been this season. This situation, we, 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 we let it go by the wayside, so to speak. I mean, that is... How does that even How happen? do you call yourself a management? How do you say how? that? Like, you, yeah. you are supposed to be the people in charge, in charge of the situation. We, the fans, can be shocked by what is going on, by how the season is, 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 is just falling, free-falling. Uh, but you're the management. You're supposed to think ahead. You're supposed to think, okay... This year, De Rossi's contract runs out. Are we going to make a decision? Are we going to sort of talk with him about this? How I don't see how any of this could affect this simple matter. And and you know, as you said, he just Fienga just got completely humiliated. I feel bad for the guy because I think he was mm. the messenger in this case. And you know what they say: yeah. don't kill the messenger. Yeah. Uh, Fienga is 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 one of the new guys, uh, relatively in this club. And it seemed like he was the one up for the slaughter because what De Rossi did to him, and it was right, he sort of clarified what the situation was. And, and, and that he did exactly what Roma as a club did not and keep not doing it. They, they are not transparent. They don't tell the whole story. And I, frankly, I'm tired because we're not stupid. We know things are difficult. We know Roma is going through a tough spell. But please have, you know, some sort of pride and, and, and try to be honest about these things because we can we notice that Roma is having trouble getting into the top four. We notice that we are not getting the results we want. So what's the point of hiding all of this? It's um, it's astonishing. Just when you think things at this club couldn't be more of a mess, they just shock you with something that just pushes it even further i mean what just to end it here i mean we clearly see what the situation is like the atmosphere the environment is not good right now around the club do you think palata has to sell i if i if he should sell i think i think if i were him i would totally sell Big, uh, if I were him, I, I think it would be the right decision um, because he's just going up against the shitstorm. Uh, he's getting no-nos from everything, the stadium, all the works. He has the fans against him. Uh, you know, this, this club in a bad, is in a bad position. And I honestly think there is no way he sort of could redeem himself in the eyes of, of the fans. 
because as we saw, you know, he went from splashing in the fountain at Rome after that historical night to the next day he was getting criticized all the same. So, and I'm not saying that he's, you know, is flawless. I think he's done many, many mistakes. And I today we spent basically the whole half hour talking about these mistakes. Um, <laughs> He he should. I think he should sell the club. Uh, if I were him, um, I don't think it's it's the right decision for Roma because who's gonna buy it? I I don't. I, I seriously, who's gonna buy it? Because we talk about Palotta being so awful, and and that's open for a debate again. But please give me some names, give me some ideas because Qatari money is is not good enough it's for now it's rumors it's speculations it's fans wet dreams uh it's not anything palpable i want names um because if not then what's the point about talking about all of this yeah i agree all right let's end it there um we didn't really expect what happened yesterday so hence why we're recording this today it's uh it's never, never, never a quiet moment in the House of Roma. So who knows what will happen between now and the next match against Sassuolo. Hopefully it stays a little less chaotic. So we will end the episode there, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, ciao.